With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. On KOA, the voice of Colorado. start the show and good morning everybody if you could see actually how we start the show i think that'd be kind of interesting dave logan rick lewis with you <laughs> kathy's off this week good morning and welcome to the show dragon redbeard is here grant millennial grant and the reason i said that is because as the music is starting millennial grant i don't know if i'm proud of this i'm not even sure i should say this was like hunched over my shoulder at my position here in the studio because I could not figure out how to get my email up and running. You know, it's the same thing for me with my uh, the phone screen screen and the text call, line. call track, whatever that is. Yeah, he he does it every morning for me too. Because uh, I don't I don't know if I could figure it out. Are, are we that? I mean, seriously, and maybe not answer. Maybe just don't answer this because I I know what the answer is, and I really don't want to hear it. Are we that helpless? We're just going to say Grant's the best. That's it. Just Grant, Grant's I'm just the here best. to help Millennial you guys. Millennial Grant is the best. Do you go home and tell your girlfriend, you ought to see these guys, Rick and Dave, yeah. they're two utter morons. They can't even figure out how to put the phone screen on. If I don't bring headphones in, yeah. they don't know what to do. Is that what you tell, is that what you tell I them? I would never bad talk you guys. Really? He's saying that while nodding his head <laughs> in, in affirmative manner. Yeah. To I be fair, <laughs> to be fair, your email login is a little different, and it changed. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what are we doing? I know, I know, I know. iHeart is tearing up the building. I mean, we've got we've got people displaced. We got salespeople on top of sale. I mean, I understand that we're tearing up the building, but what what are we doing? Just one. I, I apologize, folks, for a sixty second rant. What are we doing with the iHeart email? What, why why can we not get on the normal site? Yeah, I don't know what happened. We'll have to ask IT about that. But at every login I've had, I have to go through an, an extra page now yes. to get to it, which is why you were confused. It's problematic for me. It is. But that's why I'm here. Job security for me. Who moved my cheese? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Rick, good morning. Uh, hey, good morning, Dave. <laughs> good morning, everybody. <laughs> good morning. Hey, real quick, a uh, little follow, kind of a, a carryover from the morning show. We were doing a thing called Shake Your Money Maker. Like, wait, wait, shake your moneymaker. Yeah, and so what's your moneymaker? Everybody's got something that's their moneymaker. And for for us, I think it's pretty obvious, our voice would be our moneymaker. That's how we make a living. Well, if we lost our voice, we'd, we'd have a hard time doing this. We wouldn't be able to do it. So yeah. what's your fallback? If fallback your, plan? Yeah, well, if that's your moneymaker, what's your plan B moneymaker? That's funny because we have talked, uh, you know, We've, we've talked on the show oh, a handful of times about that topic. What would you do if you could not do 
anything in the current field in which you work, what would your fallback plan be? Mine probably over my lifetime would have been coaching and not, then I couldn't, couldn't be a high school coach because you don't make any money. You can't eat. You can't even have tuna out of a can. Right, right. So I, I would have probably taken opportunities that I had to, to coach. But what if you didn't have a voice? In the NFL? I'd sign language, these dudes. You'd sign language, yeah. coach. This well, that would, would be, be cool. Watch yeah. the friggin' ball and <laughs> stop you jumping would, you your would. ass off sides. That means everybody on the team would have to know sign language. I don't know if that's going to work. Well, it would be, listen. You're going to have to come up with. We live in an all-inclusive society. At least that's, that's what we hope for, right? So why couldn't I, if I matched. I, I had a teammate at University of Colorado, a wide receiver that was deaf. And mm-hmm. we had to sign him mm-hmm. to Tell him what the routes were and all that. So that that well anyway, that's that's what I would do. What would you do? For me, uh, my first thought would be, well, I could play music, so my hands would be my backup money maker. Your band's really good. Could you play music enough to to feed your band and feed your family? I think I could. Not like the like what I'm doing now, obviously, but I think um, you just do more of what you're doing. Yeah, I, we play maybe maybe twenty gigs a year. So could you play 200, you think? Uh, if you went on the road, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think I could make a living. I think you could, too. I, I, you guys are good. I've, I'm not I've, saying I could make a lot of money, but I could, I could make a living. I've been seated in a lawn chair on your block in your neighbor's driveway, Tanya, right at the front of the performance with your band. And and I, it's a good band. It's a good band. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a good yeah. band. They, they are good. Uh, how about you guys, Grant? Do you have a backup? Like, what? What is your money maker? Let's I don't first, know. Let's start with that. I, I've been thinking about this since you brought it up, and I'm kind of struggling with it, which I don't know if that's a good thing. It's a millennial thing. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I would say I, no. I say honestly, yes, I, it I, is. I think it is. Yeah, I don't know what I mean, my, my backup plan. I mean, I worked in coffee for like six years, so I mean, I could always get a job at a coffee shop. But I would say my money maker would probably be my awareness of my surroundings. But I don't know how I would make money off of that. Okay, stop. You know, like when Rick needs a milkshake before he even knows. Rick and I are dumbfounded right now, but I'll speak for Rick. What what do you mean your awareness? How do you make money on your awareness? Well, that's what I'm struggling with because, you know, like it helps in this job because I know Rick needs his milkshake before he even knows he needs it. Mm. I'm signing you into your email. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. No, that is awareness. Picking up on things, but I don't know how else I would make money. I think there are plenty of millennials, my daughter being one of them, that would struggle because she and I have had this conversation. That would, you know, you're always trying to be prepared, right, for something that might come out of the blue. So she and I have talked about, hey, if you weren't doing, and she's she's really good at what she does, but if you couldn't do that and you couldn't stay in that field, what would you do? And, I mean, she doesn't have an answer that just pops out. Dragon? What, what about you, Dragon? Beard model. A beard model. Beard model, yeah. You could do that. Well, yeah, you're qualified, but. Most definitely. Can you make a living at it? Oh sure, I, I I honestly I don't know, but uh, oh. where, where where would you would you Google beard models? Sure, yeah. Is that a thing like beard models? It must be. It has, it has to, be. to be. If if it's not, you, I'll make it a you've thing. Got, you've got hand models. There That's are Instagram true. models. I mean, come on, Rick. The first uh, the first commercial that I ever shot, I was a hand model. I played for the Browns. You know what? I actually was a hand model in a in an ad a long time ago. When I was acting, I got I got an audition and got and passed 
for a hand model. What, what was the product? Uh, might hygiene. have been a watch. A watch? Might have been, had like, you know, like, like had a watch on my wrist and then my hand. I got pretty good hands, right? They're not as big well, as dep- yours. Depends on. Well, that one finger is crooked. But other than that, yeah, I mean, what, what hire com- me. What con- well, it depends on what for. That <laughs> this could was be, before the crooked finger? That could be your yes. money. Ma- no, actually, I had the crooked finger then, yeah. So what constitutes a pretty good hand? That's a good question. Um, what makes a good a good man hand? Well, for well, well what was yours uh, for a football? Mine was for um, mecha- uh, mechanical products, and they put like gr- gr- uh, they put like grease on my hands, and it was yeah, like yeah, uh, you got man like hands. screwdrivers and sure, you know, yeah, yeah. power tools. It was like a power tool. You got man hands. That's good. That's so. Good what thing. what constitutes a good man's hand? Size, strength, proper amount of knuckle hair. I guess when you look at the hand, you know it's a man hand. And, knuckle hair, and it's for a man's product. Oh, right? You don't have hair in your knuckles? No, I don't. I'm not a hairy. No, I don't have any hair in my knuckles. Oh, I guess that's just me then. You and like baboons. I mean, who, some, most men don't have hair on their knuckles, do they? Well, some do. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, some do. Who, who has hair on his knuckles? I'd think, like to have Grant here defend me, but he stepped really, out for a second. Really but have, yeah, oh, you do. Okay, well, what happens? Yeah. Do I have hair in my? No, knuckles? I don't either. No, no. Luckily, yeah. Dragon has no hair on his head. If I did, but I'd he's like, got a great beard. Wax. He's got hair on his knuckles. Got to wax your knuckles. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, okay. So here's what Grant's good at. Yeah. All right. He just he just ran in here with three articles on how to become a bearded model. Well, he's on. Listen, man. See this, awareness from Grant. This, this dude. See? What a, what a pleasure to have a producer that actually engages in the show. Grant, we love you for this. You're really you're really good at this. You are good at this. This is your thing. And he has knuckle hair. Do you? He doesn't have knuckle a lot? hair. No. No, it's pretty blonde. That's called fuzz. It, it, he got knuckle probably, fuzz. That's probably true. Yeah. So beard model. Okay. So three zero three seven one three eight five eight five. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis, Kathy Lee's off uh, for the remainder of the week. She's back with us uh, on Monday. So what would you do, and you can text us as well, 56690, what would you do if your moneymaker, whatever that might be, uh, was unable to make money in your field, right? So for Rick and I, if we couldn't talk, we have to do something else. If whatever your field is, you cannot have a job in that field have you ever stopped to think about what you might do and and what plan you would have to not only survive but to but to flourish or to you could actually family? make money yeah 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 boy you know um this there's there's a list here of bearded models that you should follow but here's here's the one thing the first the first picture is Ben Dahlhaus a German American model he's got a really cool looking beard he does. He's he also a has a full head of hair, and he's a good-looking... He's a really good-looking guy. See, Dragon, hey, who says you have to have a full head of hair for to be a beard I model? I wasn't talking about you. Well, I think oh, you okay. might have to be good-looking, because that when you look at all these pictures here... What, what are you saying, Rick? That uh, these guys are better-looking than Dragon. Uh, that's what Well, it depends on the perspective you have, Rick. Are their beards better than Dragon's? Uh, maybe not. Rick's talking about the facial, the bone structure. Yeah, just the right, structure. Right. These Got guys it. are models. These are mm-hmm. male models that happen to have a beard. Uh, that makes you know sense. Okay. They're all really fit. Yeah, every one of them. So now, you, so you basically, 
Wow. Wait, wait. I mean, really. You're they, first of all, they've, they've, really they've got to be good looking. Then you look at Dragon. <laughs> and they've got to be fit. Then you look at Dragon. I mean, um, I, I don't know. Sorry, Dragon, but that's just a fact. I'm trying to help you out. You could be a, you could model your beard. But hey, they listen. They have female models that are plus size, the price? right? Is that what you're going? I could be the first plus size beard model. Yeah, and yeah. that's all accepting okay. PC culture. Dragon has his niche now. now plus size beard model. Now we need we need to we need to shrink down our searches on Google. Plus size beard model. So BBBM, big beautiful beard model. Zero there results. What? Zero <laughs> results. No results for that? Pat in Denver's uh, calling us on KOA. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. I was calling to defend Grant. Grant could become a personal assistant. Yes, he could. He, that he is basically my job now, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know it. Right. He, he's pretty good at that. Actually, he's really good There's at it. There's a lot of money in it. There's a lot of money in it, so. Like, like with who? Like, you got to hook up with somebody who's got a lot of money that really needs help. Right. And so a big, a big, a big money guy or, or, you, or a woman that needs help and grant, you can't make a lot of money if you can yeah, hook up what, with that guy. What was that story about a couple of weeks ago? Was it Robert De Niro who fired his assistant and he paid her like $300,000 yes. and a she year. quit because he said something mean to her? Yeah. Yes. I think I could handle that. Three hundred thousand dollars a year. Grand, I, 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 I could hang out with Bob De Niro. Yeah, but what if he was mean to you? Mind if I call you Bob? You, you I, wouldn't I'd, stand I'd, for it. No, I, I would initially. I'd just say, listen, I would prefer you don't talk to me that way. Uh, okay. You know, and then, and then, and then he'd fire you, and then he'd get somebody like Grant that he could talk to that way, that would have no problem being talked to that way and making three hundred grand. A lot of things can be thrown to the back burner if you're making three hundred grand a year. Three hundred grand, right? That's true. <laughs> that's 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 very true. And Bob De Niro is only five ten, so you would tower over him. So if he says anything to hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. You just, you know. I, I, again, I would, I would, I take the high road initially, Mister De Niro. Do you have to speak that way to me? I mean, you know, you just try to, you try to find common ground. It's a good plan. You know what I mean? I like it. Then you hang him outside the window by his ankles. Eventually, shake all the money out of his moneymaker right. pockets. Eventually, that's what you would do. Yeah, I don't think you would put <laughs> yeah. up with too much from him. No, I, I listen. I, I, I can. Uh, no, I think I can take direction. <laughs> I can, I'm picturing you hanging I, him outside the window. By his no, ankle. I would. Yeah, that's pretty funny. No, I'll probably get no. That would I, make national news. That would make, especially if I didn't use my moneymakers to hold onto him. <laughs> right? TMZ would love that story. Yeah. Robert yeah. De Niro's personal assistant, David Logan, yeah, of Denver, Colorado, found hung guilty him out the window by his ankles, serving six to ten in uh, Florence, Colorado. Hey, we all know you wouldn't <laughs> drop him. I would not drop him. I, I don't know. I would. I would not do that. So anyway, Dragon, I, I I like the beard model thing. I just I don't it, well, look. You look at these guys and tell me if you qualify. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm not saying you know you have. Walked, there's a chance you've walked it back a little. I'm, I'm proud back. of that effort I'm, of you. I'm walking it back. Walked it back a little. If you think you can hang with these guys, okay, go for it. 
There's a chance. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, by the way, during um, our show, we also want to remind you that you can watch live coverage of the impeachment process now at KOAColorado.com. Not that we want you to tune out. If you so desire. Yeah, we would prefer if you stayed here and listened to the show. Well, of course. Obviously. Of course. Yeah. So it's an interesting topic. What would you do, again, if you could not do what you do to make money? And again, 303-713-8585. We'll kick this around a little bit, have some fun. Uh, Broncos and the Vikings coming up on Sunday. Rick and I, along with Susie Wargen, will have the coverage from Minneapolis. Big game. Uh, Well, big game for the Vikings. I was going to say big game for the Broncos. If they can find a way to win, which I think will be tough, this game, and then go to four and six, I know there is still some thought out there that with what Kansas City has done recently, that you know they're still in this thing. I don't know. Theoretically, I suppose that's true. But I think they have to win one of these two games coming up, either in Minnesota or Buffalo. And, and obviously, both of those games are tough. Yeah, they have to win a game that they're not supposed to win. And, and that yep. can happen. Hey, look at the Miami Dolphins. They've won two games in a row now. Right. Out of nowhere. Who, who saw that coming? Nobody. Yeah, uh, even, even Brian Flores didn't see it. Coming. No, and and a lot of people thought that they were tanking uh, the season on purpose yep. to get a high draft pick. But in the NFL, it can definitely happen. A team that's not supposed to win, a double-digit underdog can win, and you see it happen every year yep. in the NFL. How about the Colin Kaepernick story? He will. He's been invited by – this is one of the more bizarre stories that I can remember in recent times. He has been invited by the NFL to work out this coming Saturday. Um, they, the Kaepernick and his people, his um, support crew, wanted to move it to a Tuesday, which would be a day off, so that GMs and coaches could attend. The NFL said no. They want to do it Saturday. And you, you know that it's very unlikely that NFL head coaches and, for that matter, front office people can go to the location the NFL has decided on a Saturday because it's the day before a game. So I I don't know, you know, really what will be accomplished here other than the NFL coming up with a plan that from a PR standpoint would enable them to say, well, we gave him an opportunity to work out other than that. And I think it's, you know, it's, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And I don't know what it accomplishes if you're sitting in the boardroom uh, with NFL the Commissioner Roger Goodell and others deciding this. I don't know what this accomplishes. I'm not sure unless the NFL is just trying to make this story go away and put it to rest. They have this tryout for Colin Kaepernick, and then they go, well, you know, he just wasn't that sharp. Uh, we're not interested. All right. Story's done. And the, and the guys that would decide if he were sharp or not, none are, of are those guys be will be there. I mean, <laughs> well, the head co- yeah. ultimately the head coach has to look at this and say, yep, this makes a lot of sense for my team. We're willing to do it. I mean, very unlikely that a GM could walk in. Unlikely. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but unlikely a GM could walk into the head coach's office and say, hey, listen, I saw Colin Kaepernick work out this weekend. We're signing him. What's really weird about the story is the, the NFL gave him a big check, and I don't know what the number was, but rumors are it was a big check. How do you sue the company you work for 
and they settle and give you a big check and then think you're going to get a job with them again. It's a bizarre. It's really weird. Bizarre. I mean, that's that's just uh, it doesn't happen in the real world. So we'll see where this goes. But yeah, this is a really strange story. 925 our time. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis, 303-713-8585. That is the number, 56690. You can text us if you'd like to. Good morning on KOA. This is Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA. 8.50 a.m. and 94.1 FM. Back at it, 937 on this uh, Wednesday morning. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis with you. Kathy Lee's off until Monday. By the way, we're going to have the OJs join us. The OJs join us, 1130, so you don't want to miss that. That's going to be just awesome. I think it's just Eddie LaVert, I believe. Am I right? So just the O in the Js. Yeah, just there's one of them, Eddie, and Eddie's the main guy. He is the main guy. Yeah. What was the other guy? Uh, Williams? Walter. Walter. Start with the W. Yeah, I think maybe... Could have been Walter Williams or something like that. Uh, they they kind of traded off the lead vocal, uh, but Eddie's the main yeah. OJ guy. Yep. Hey, before we get back to the phone lines, Tom and Dave will get right to you. Next chance to win 1000 bucks coming up here at 10 o'clock. Just listen for Big Al to announce the winning keyword. It's Big Cash on KOA. What would you do if you could not do what you do for a living? If you had to... Basically, find another career. If you lost your, as Rick said, moneymaker, how would you essentially make money? That's the question. Tom, in the Springs via Texas, joins us on KOA. Morning, Tom. Hello, Tom. In the Springs via Texas. So he's in the Springs, but he's from Texas. Correct. And it looks like we lost him. Grant, run him down. Dave is in North Glen, a little bit easier to find. Hi, Dave. Hi. Go ahead. You're on the air. Um, I just called because um, myself, I'm a retired teacher. I taught for 40 years or so. And uh, my kids, when they went to college, what I told them is when you go to college, get a teaching degree. Because, you know, if, if the jobs you're looking into aren't working out, we always need good teachers. We and do need good teachers. I'll guarantee that. You is that is very true. And so I said to them, always get the teaching degree. You can get the other degrees on top of that, but you can always fall back on that teaching degree. And then after that, as it turns out, I have three kids, and two of them, my daughters, are now teachers, unfortunately, in Michigan and Iowa. But my son was like, "Uh, we got enough teachers (laughs) in in the family. But his wife is a teacher. I'll be darned. And well, what what level did you teach? I myself have taught when I was, uh, and we taught in Lutheran schools, um, but I had taught anywhere from second grade up through eighth grade. And 
my wife taught basically like the lower grades. But ironically, two of my daughters and um, my son-in-law are teachers now. Good for you. Dave, thanks for the call. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, he his first point, Rick, certainly about, you know, we always need good teachers. You know what? We absolutely do. We need more teachers. And you need to be, I think, the kind of person that understands the impact you can have with kids and understand also that you're not going to make very much money. Teachers don't make very much money. I know there are some that disagree with that, but and that's fine. We can just we can choose to disagree. But you got to love kids and you got to be willing to work for not a lot of money. Money cannot be the central theme in your life. You got to love what you do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If you're going to be a teacher, you have to love being a teacher, working with kids, uh, because there's not a lot of money. You do get summers off. Yeah, you know that's that's one of the bonuses of it. But yeah, anymore, those summers have shrunk a bit. They have, but you still. I mean, it used to be when you and I were in school. Seems like we'd be out of school uh, just after wait after Labor Day. I think we got back. No, to- not not Labor Day. Right. I- and when, when did summer oh, yeah. summer school start? Oh, school. Um, I mean, when did it end? When did when did so the school it, when, year uh, end? I think it ended like the early June. Yeah, or late May even. And I, I thought we went back to school after Labor Day. Yes, weekend. we did. We yeah. went back to school. Nowadays, I mean, the Cherry Creek School District started classes. I think the first day was August twelfth. Yeah. But they get more days off during the year than we had. True. Yeah, we didn't get a fall break. We didn't get fall break. You barely got a spring break. Hmm. John and Aurora joins us, 942 on this Wednesday morning. John, you're on KOA. How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. Doing good. What's your backup hey. moneymaker? Well, I uh, it would have been stand-up comedy. Have you ever done it? Well, I, you know, I was a class cut up in both in the big city in Illinois and <laughs> and out in the you know, smaller town in Nebraska. And uh, I loved it. It was the joke I told my dad when I was growing up that I would be a stand-up comic. Yeah. And oddly enough, John Belushi told his wife in his 20s, if this thing doesn't work, then I'll go take a real job. And I I took a real job, but I would, instead of taking finance and the economics in college, I, I would have taken phys ed and um, <laughs> marketing, because those are really the things that that I loved more. And so, so what? Do, what do you, would what have do, been great. What What do you do now to make a living? Well, I um, I'm in telecommunications in the wireless business. I, I wrote a book on uh, developing cell sites, okay. and that got good, good reviews. And now I'm, uh, you know, looking at you know, bidding on work and going back into the field. Well, it's hard to make money doing stand-up comedy. I did it for 10 years, and I got where I was pretty good at it. But it takes about 10 years to develop uh, an act that's good enough to be a headliner. And if you're not a headliner, you're not making much money. So having that as your backup plan, it it might take a long time to launch where you could actually – pay the bills with oh, it yeah. it's not it's yeah, not an no, easy I'm, thing to do no you have to have a a passion for it and um you know the thing one thing that like you were talking about yesterday 
was uh, I was up in Boulder in graduate school, and and I was approached by you might know Steve Vanoy. He's a local guy. He he had a talent agency, and he was looking for another Marlboro man. Oh really? Well, Dave and I are just available. Like With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We're talking about yesterday. Let yeah. them know, uh, Dave, we'd, Logan, Rick Lewis, we're in town. We'd sort of be the senior Marlboro we're, man. We're available. You'd, you'd, we, we could put the hat on, but you'd have to have somebody actually place the cigarette in our mouths. Yeah, but we do look good in cowboy hats. Yeah. So let them know. John, thank you. We appreciate that. Jared in Colorado Springs, two open lines. You're on KOA with Dave and Rick. What's up, Jared? Uh, man, your resume just keeps getting more interesting. Never knew you were a stand-up comedian. Never, never known somebody to do as much as you. But yeah, uh, I did it. I started me, in uh, in I think it was '88 when I was still in in California. I started in '88 wow, and did, did it all the way th- uh, until I started a band, and that was 1998. Mm-hmm. So ten years of doing you it. You might want to combine the two. Maybe you know. Yeah, we thought huh. about when the band doing takes that. a rest, you get up and knock down two or three. Yeah, I like playing jokes. music more actually. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, I started being a sports broadcaster. I started minor league hockey, um, and I'd wanted to do that since I could remember. Um, and then I got pushed into I, I hated being in a cubicle. If you work in minor league sports, you're selling tickets, you're selling sponsorships, doing all that, right. making zero money. And I, and I ended up doing a sales job. I've done it for a decade uh, where I have freedom, make pretty good money, do all this. But every day I wake up, I wish I could do it. I wish I could do a high school football game, just anything to get back into it. And I honestly think maybe if this went away, I hope it doesn't because I need to pay for my house and stuff, but it might force me to chase what is a dream and what I feel like I'm really good at. It might actually force me to go, hey, I've got to do this right now, maybe get some voiceover work, do this, do that, find some games to do and grow with that. Obviously very difficult, but I do feel like I I am very good at it and might just force me to do it. You can do that. Yeah, that's interesting. You can you can do high school games. Uh, that 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 I did that for quite a while. Before, yeah, Rick. Uh, Rick, uh, you uh, you did high school football games on radio and and TV. Um, well, radio for sure. Radio, yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Well, TV. Yeah, there's some Comcast games that I did, but they were high school games, and I did several of your your games, Dave. Yeah, uh, I did that for several years, 
because uh, it was something that I was really interested in uh, when I was in college. I did it in college as well, but I wanted to kind of get back into it. And and that's something you can do. There, there, you know, there's kind of a need for that. You know, people that are, that are, and you're not going to make any money doing it, but uh, mm-hmm. just the experience of doing it, and I really enjoyed it. The, the whole idea, I think, and I think back to when my career started, I took every single job. I was doing high school basketball games, sitting in the stands. I was doing um, DU basketball on uh, Jones Intercable. I think, and I understand you got to make money to eat, um, but if you can just find, there are, there are gigs out there that you can get that will enable you if you're good at it, to sort of gain some traction. And, and that's that's really how you have to do it. Because you can't – it's going to be impossible to walk in a place without a resume and have that place hire you without them knowing who you are and having an ability to listen to your work. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I still have quite a bit of audio. I did minor league basketball, hockey. I did everything when I was in college at Oklahoma. Uh, hockey, baseball, all that. So I still have that. Right. And, and I think, I mean, that's great to hear that, that they are doing high school. I'm from Texas, so all the games are, every high school everywhere is on and big, big a big deal. But yep. I, I really just need to dig and try to just do some games because that's something I could do. And let me tell you this, a little advice. If nothing else, you can do them on the Internet. You know, you, you can right. broadcast. Uh, you got to get permission from Chassa, I believe. Uh, and you, uh, you you could even do it a one-camera uh, Internet broadcast play-by-play of a high school game from the press box that's, and you can do that and, and, and it's great experience yep hey good luck jared good luck um and, and there's you know what it's, it's, you you got to be lucky at it there's a guy that's probably he's got a good voice he probably is pr- pretty damn good at what he does mm-hmm. it's just a matter of you know having the right person hear your work and it, it's such a subjective field i mean there are other industries like that but radio and tv very very subjective you got to have the right sound you got to have the right look and that's important to the people hiring you and then then you got to be able to sort of engage in the audience that listens to you and they have to develop an affinity for you or you know at least a tolerance so it's it's a that that's a tough field it is and i was already you know well established as a a radio air personality you're the Gemini. I, well, this is after. This is post Gemini. This was when I, I mean, you'll always be the Gemini to me. Well, thank you, Dave. Yeah, it, uh, you say that with a, a lot of affection. Uh, I have I have great affection for you. But I was doing this um, when I was doing the Fox Morning Show, and I, that's because I wanted to do it, and I wasn't doing it for money, but I just wanted yeah. to get back into it, and and I I, I did a lot of a lot of high school games, uh, several seasons of that, uh, most of them on TV. Um, and I remember, in fact, I remember meeting with you, this is before you and I were friends and didn't really know each other. Yep. We had coffee somewhere and I said, Hey Dave, uh, why don't we do like a, a, a Cherry Creek football network? And I'll be the guy and I'll sell it. That's how, that's how hungry I was to do it. I, I met and you, you were before. interested. I think I was, uh, I, I think I was either at Mullen or maybe Chatfield when I met you doing those games. Cause I remember you coming down in the field. I know Mullen for it, sure. And me thinking, this guy's really good at the morning show. What the hell? What's he what doing? is he right. doing? Yeah, right? I, I know Mullen for sure. I, I remember that. But I think you were at Cherry Creek when I actually met with you and, and said, hey, I'm thinking about maybe putting a, like a network together. Hmm. We do all your games, and I'll get somebody to go out and sell it. And yeah. We'll put it somewhere. Whatever happened to that idea? I don't know. Well, you were interested, 
And then it just uh, – I'm, I'm interested, honestly. I it, think it's a great idea. I, I think it's a good idea. Anything that creates exposure for high school athletics. Because, honestly, and I'll take 15 seconds on a soapbox here, who, who covers high school sports anymore? I mean, Neil Devlin used to do a great job at the post. He's gone from the post. Yeah. You've got you've got some guys that go out and cover, but they don't cover they, they don't give the type coverage that you see in virtually any other big market. Go anywhere outside the Denver market and you've got, you know, a dedicated prep section in the hometown paper. We don't have that here. You've got I mean you we, we played out in Southern California last year, Orange County, and I know it's I know it's in the LA area but a big prep section, they don't have that here. So I'm in favor of anything that creates coverage for all high school athletics because I think these kids are deserving. I, I totally agree, and, and I felt really good about it, and it was a way to give back. And, and, and I started because my, my daughters were at Chatfield. Yep. And Chatfield has a good football program. You won a state championship there. And I thought, well, you know, I, I'd like to get back into this, and I can give back back something to the school yeah. where my kids go. So I started calling Chatfield games. There we go. And that's what kind of started the ball rolling. Dallas in Lakewood. Dallas in Lakewood. You're on KOA. What's up, Dallas? Good, good morning. Hey. You guys have both seen Moneyball, presumably. Yes. Yes. Remember when I just read the book again. Remember when Billy Bean is standing in front of his scouts. He's trying to institute the new Sabermetrics method of evaluating baseball talent. And he's getting great pushback from all the scouts. <laughs> yeah. And he yep. Just, he just throws his arm wide and says, adapt or die. And I have never had the luxury of a single career in my life. I was spinning records when I was 16 in Salida and took a long time to get to college. And after that, I did an internship at the KOA Sports Department with Larry Zimmer and Dave Logan and never made a nickel in journalism. But I got a FCC engineer's license and parlayed that into a short life career in telecommunications, which paid my way through CU. Went back into telecom, worked overseas in Kazakhstan after the fall of the Soviet Empire as a satellite uplink technician. Wow. Built radio television stations for Sony Systems out of California. Worked as a sales engineer in the audiovisual industry and then uh, went into sales. And then I'd been in the roofing industry as a salesman. That didn't work out too well. So I bought a fitness service business. 2011 and ran that for eight years and then my marriage fell apart and that came to an end so although i've had a lot of career reversals some of them self-inflicted some of them were just the finite they were closed-ended projects if you know what i mean yep i mean when you finished building rupert murdoch's a sky b giant uplink facility in gilbert arizona and tony comes down the hall and they say here's your hat what's your hurry um we don't have anything on the horizon for you i would just recommend to people and now i'm back in the roofing industry working for the same company because i was the more technical asset of anybody they had and i go all over the country inspecting large commercial low slope roof systems i'd recommend to anybody to follow billy bean's philosophy adapt or die i'm one year younger than yeah i'm one year younger than i'm one year younger than dave i saw his team lose to billy mitchell in the state i don't want to bring up a bad memory dave too late Yep, I saw that game, you guys against Billy Mitchell. I was pulling for the farmers, trust me, because I'm from Buena Vista, and it seemed like farmers was a good name to pull for. There you go. But, uh, you know, 
it's not 1977 anymore. You ain't going to work at the plant for 30 years and walk away with a pension. You've got to keep, you know, you've got to adapt or die. That's kind of the last word on that. That's, uh, and Dallas, thanks a lot for the call. I, I like that. I, I think that's a really good mantra. Adapt Absolutely. or die. That's that's sort of the world in which we live. Dallas, thanks uh, for the call. We do appreciate it. 9.55, it's Dave and Rick without Kathy for the week on KOA. Now, Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA, the voice of Colorado. Another guy out of Detroit, Jack White. Oh, yeah, right. I like this song. I like the Tom Tom. Is that a Tom Tom? That's the uh, that's a kick drum. What's the difference between a kick drum and a tom tom? Uh, tom is um, smaller drum. The kick is the bass. Is is the tom tom run by the foot? No. Tom tom's a, a, a tom tom is one you would hit. A tom is one you so would a hit. So foot. We used to call it foot pedaler. The, right, foot pedalers uh, like the big drum. Uh, yeah, this kick drum. I mean, call it a kick drum. During my air drumming, I mean. Oh, you in the air drumming community call yeah. it a foot peddler? Foot peddler. Okay. Man, that's a good foot peddler. <laughs> you ever heard of that? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, you ain't spent a lot of time in the, in the air drumming I community, Rick. I, I guess I need to spend more time. Yeah, I'll take you down to the next. We have shows. We have, you know, where they bring Conventions like. Conventions even. That's what I mean. Conventions. You know, they, they talk about dragging. Um, what's that big convention they have all the time? The people from all over the country come here to Denver. The, the Comic-Con? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comic-Con convention. We have the the Air Drummer right. Convention. It's a big deal. Tough to find parking down there. I, I've never been. I, you should. I, I should maybe spend less time actually playing the kid and maybe do more. No, I mean, I think it's okay that you do the real thing, but every now and then you've got to, you know, take a walk in the wild side, Rick. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm open to it. I got a question for you guys. We were talking about your backup moneymaker. If you had to, do you think you could make money as a Chippendales dancer? No. Grant, Grant, that was a right quick, away, no. A quick Dra- no, like, no. I have no moves. Dragon, actually, you don't really need moves. No, you don't need moves. Dragon, oh, I looks. can't dance whatsoever, but uh, I'm sure I'm somebody's type out there. I, and, I credit Dragon yeah. for being contemplative when asked the question. <laughs> Grant immediately burst out with no. I just don't think I could make any money doing it. I mean, maybe Dragon, he, he'd have his niche. i got you know. a small niche, but they're going to spend a lot of money to Listen, get me. You, you never admit that publicly. I think so. I think Dragon would get hired just because of his look as kind of a novelty dancer. Right. Like, you'd be the guy they'd bring out at the end. Like do the you, Chris Farley kind of thing. You, yeah. really, really, yeah, exactly. you really mean that? Do you really mean that? <laughs> do you, really you want to go with that. that answer? I really mean that. I think they'd bring him out at the so end. So you think Dragon would, would be more likely to be hired as a Chippendale dancer than, than Grant? You, is that where you want to land on this? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Think so. I agree I, too. Yeah. yeah. Grant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I packed on like 30 pounds of muscle, then I'd have a shot. He's just a twiggy little thing over there. Yeah. I'm too scrawny. So you think women, you think women, how, how do I say this the, the right way? You think women would prefer meat on their bones? Meat on their um, bones? Well, yeah, but well, they're, they're guys to have meat so on their So you think bones. women would prefer, let's just say it was a bachelorette party. And they hired whatever a Chippendale dancer. You think honestly that women would prefer the dragon showed up to the party and said, "Hi, I am here," as opposed to Grant showing up at the party and saying, "Hello, my name's yeah, Grant." When you put it that way, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're making a. <laughs> what good do you point, mean when I put it that way? But I'm just saying, dragon would be a novelty guy that you'd bring out all these. And Grant little- wouldn't. Well, Grant would be kind of like the nerd guy, right? <laughs> well, Grant would be, uh, take hey, this the, the right way, more of the norm than Dragon would, wouldn't he? Well, the dad bod is yeah. all the rage now with the women. They so wa- so, they so want, where, where do you see dad that? Dad bod and beards. Just random places online. I don't know if, it's a, if so there's you, any truth to it. Is that what you it. do at night, random places online? You I look search bad the bods? internet high and low for you guys to find these interesting stories, and sometimes you stumble across a dad bod article. Hmm. I know you could have, Dave. Uh you probably still could now, but when you were playing for the, <laughs> yeah. when you were playing for the Browns with that you, mustache, you, you yeah. definitely would have got hired. The porn stash, yes. Well, oh, if yeah. I, I'd have got hired in Cleveland, right? Yes. Playing for the Browns, absolutely. You, you'd have got hired. I mean, there'd have been all sorts of you know <laughs> events to be hired at, but that that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I I, I really didn't know that there was a bad bods, a sort of a surge, dad bod. Dad bod or bad bod? Dad bod. So which one is dragon qualified? Dad bod. Totally dad bod. With yeah. the D? Yeah, hairy. So what is a little a bad, bit overweight? So if dragon's a dad bod, what does a bad bod look like? I don't know. Probably similar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. I don't think dragon's the dad bod. Well, I don't either. No, I'm a little thicker than you're, a, you're, your you're average a dad thicker. bod. Yeah. yeah, the dad bod guy's just kind of a little soft and pasty and has a pooch. You're soft and pasty, but you got more than a pooch. Exactly. Yeah. 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 According to GQ, as of September, the dad bot dad bot is dead. Anyways, oh, back to the dead. fit men. Yep. It's already dead. Yeah. Two months ago. Oh, Rick. Great. Okay. I was working my way towards a dad bod. Now I got to go back the other way. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's good to know. Three zero three seven one three eight five eight five. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis with you. Dragon Redbeard here as well. Millennial Grant. Kathy's off this week. She is back on the show next Monday. By the way, your next chance to win 1000 bucks coming up here in about 47 minutes. Listen for Big Al to announce the winning keyword at 11 a.m. 
It's big cash on KOA. Big baseball story broke today about the Astros cheating in 2017, stealing signs with a, a video camera. That is a very bad story. And especially when you consider the Astros have been the dominant team in baseball over the last couple of years. They won it in 17. They lost in the, let's see, American League Championship Series in 18. And they lost in the World this Series year. in 19. When did the cheating stop? You might want to ask that question. Uh, they won it in 17, the year they were cheating. Now, this is according to one of their former pitchers. Who uh, spoke on the record. Yep, spoke now, I mean, on the record. I mean, if, if, there, if this was an anonymous source and this article, the story had been written with anonymous sources, the Astros would say, okay, you guys are just jealous. We've We've had a good run here. This guy went on the record, used his name, and said, listen, they have used cameras to steal signs from other players. Major League Baseball has a big problem with this issue. He says uh, there are guys who are losing their jobs because they're going in there not knowing. He said young guys getting hit around in the first couple of innings when they start a game, and then they get sent down. It's costing them money. It's costing them careers because this team is cheating. So they were... They had a, a video camera set up in center field. And, and according to this, they had a monitor in the dugout where they could see the signs, which is really breaking all the rules. And then somehow they would signal the batter what was coming. So this, this, is, uh, this is a big, big story. Uh, it is. Eric Williams writes the story. It was in USA Today. And the, the pitcher that we're talking about here, former Astros pitcher Mike Fires. He details the entire system, and he does so on the record. So the story starts, written by Eric Williams, we know two important facts about the Houston Astros. One is that over the past three years, they have had the best team in baseball. The other, thanks to a huge story in The Athletic, let me give credit to The Athletic, is that they used an illegal video system to steal signs in 2017. That's the year they won the World Series. And so now, the story continues, now they have to choose between these two perceptions. The Astros have the best team in baseball and they cheated, or the Astros have the best team in baseball because they cheated. And understand, the story reads, the Astros didn't cheat, quote-unquote, is not an option. People know. Yeah, this is, uh, we'll see where this goes. But Oh, oh it's going to be, it will be a multi-million dollar fine. If if they investigate this and find that Fires is credible, the former Astros pitcher, you're talking about a fine that I think will exceed $2 million, maybe, maybe more. Can they take away the World Series win, too? They cannot, to my knowledge. It's not like the NCAA. Mm. But, I mean, you talk about, I mean, there, 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 there should be, if this is a fact, there should be people that will lose their jobs. People have to be fired in the Houston organization. And you have to have a penalty that is so harsh from a financial standpoint. And I don't know if you dock draft choices. I mean, this is this is sort of uncharted water here for Major League Baseball. Yeah. Can you think of another sport where there's more cheating than baseball? Well. They steal signs. They juice up baseballs. Uh, cork bats. They steal signs steroids. in football. Just ask Bill Belichick and the video crew from the New England Patriots. As but they there's a lot of ways to cheat in baseball. You know, with the juicing up the balls and the corking the bats, and, you know, eventually they get caught. I, I think the corking of the bats thing is is come and gone. 
I mean, I, I don't think that happened. But, but I, I mean, think... of all the sports, I think baseball to me is the one where there's been the most cheating. And you're good in, until you get caught. There's guys in the Hall of Fame well, that cheated their whole career. So Gaylord cor- Perry. Corking a bat is cheating. Juicing the ball, that was probably done by Major League Baseball. So that's no, not I'm talking done. about putting something on the ball. Oh, oh, doctoring the ball. Uh, doctoring the ball, like like Gaylord yeah, Perry. Yeah, that, that's been done for years. Who's in the Hall of Fame, yep. and he was known to have been putting something on the ball. But what other way to cheat? Stealing signs. That's, see, that's not cheating as long as you don't videotape them. And if you've got a guy. But you're still stealing signs. That's not cheating. I know, according to baseball rules. Yeah, if I, if I can sit in the dugout and I look at the third base coach and I pick up that every time he goes to his hat, and then comes back to the hat and to the nose, that, that's a definite sign, and it turns out to be true, mm-hmm. that's legal. But, mm-hmm. but videotaping him or mm-hmm. videotaping the catcher sin- signaling signs to the pitcher from the camera in the center field, that's not legal. you know. But I think there's as many ways to cheat in, in football as in baseball. You do? Okay. I mean, I think, it, I think, it's, I think it's close. I don't. I don't think but you've, so. But we've only, we've only established there's two ways. I mean, you doctor the baseball, you cork the bat. What else is illegal in baseball? Well, steroids. The well, steroids, steroids are, are illegal uh, in football. Uh, and and a, now that you're not allowed to take steroids in baseball, but they kind of looked the other way for a long time. True. Uh, while that was going on. Do, do you on. not think that happened in Millennial football? Grant in football? I think it did. Well, I can, yeah, but I, I mean, it was much more, much more wrote about and prevalent in baseball. Boy, I mean, they had the I, whole. I might agree in terms of the written about. I would not agree in terms of the of how many prevalent. people are using oh, it. Oh no, it's just been caught more often. You think in baseball? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But the cork bat—that's another cork one. Cork bat is cheating because you have more than just a ball in the game. You have a ball and a bat. Is deflating a football to make it easier to throw in cold weather cheating? Yes. Okay. Even yep. though, even though, I think it's a little bit silly, but it is. But it is cheating. Okay. Yeah. So that's cheating. So I. So I'm. Baseball, we have two ways right now that we've identified. Cork the bat and doctor the baseball. Uh, doctor the football, although I don't think it's done much. That's cheating. Um, what about players who now that Stickham is is banned, what about players who use some sort of substance to give you an ability to hang on to the football? Uh, is that cheating? Are you asking me? Yeah. Is it against the rules of the NFL? Yes. Yeah, then it's cheating. Then I think that's still done. Matter of fact, I know it's still done. Also, they had this silicone spray they'd put on, linemen would put on their jerseys. So the defensive linemen couldn't grab their jersey. That would be cheating too, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe you're right. I guess maybe you're right. It's, but but Um, this sort of thing, man, I mean, it it would be a big deal if this happened to the um, Seattle Mariners. Yeah, bad team. Yeah. Yeah, a team that hadn't done very well for a long period of time, even though they've had a couple of really good years. But the fact that it's happened to a team that's been in two of the last three World Series and won one, if you're Rob Manfred and you get this news, it's like you put your hand in your your head in your hands and say, oh, man, because you got to do something. What do you do? Do you think they start banning people? I mean, they could go the Pete Rose route? You know? You mean players that – yeah, or managers or, or whoever, I, owners. I, 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 don't, th- I don't know. I think they have to come up with a very harsh, stiff sentence that not only states that Major League Baseball is not going to put up with this, but if you are involved in this kind of behavior, here's what 
happens. I think they have to make an example of somebody or certain people in the Houston Astro organization once they investigate this. And in fact, if they find out it is true, I think people have to go. I mean, they got to be fired. And, and maybe you're right, Dragon. Maybe it's maybe you're banned from baseball. I don't know. The uh, one major sport that I can think of that doesn't tolerate any kind of cheating is golf. Think about golf, how pure that sport is. Gentleman's game. Compared to baseball. I mean, it's it's quite different. I mean, you can't get away with anything in golf. And if you do, you're disgraced. And uh, you're banned from the game. You're It's over for you. And you just don't see it. You don't see guys cheating on the PGA Tour. No, you do not. At all. No. I mean, really, it... it I think I think it is a gentleman's game. I think people uh, that play at that level understand that that it's just you just don't you don't do those type things. Plus, I mean every single tournament is televised, and you have course marshals that are out there that watch. You know you can't foot wedge something out of the the deep grass. I wonder you know if a guy's ever dropped a ball out of his pant leg. In a PGA tournament, <laughs> he's out in the woods somewhere, uh, right? I, I would think, I would think no. I would say no as well. I think yeah. we would have heard about it, but um, that—that's the probably the cleanest sport out there. I, I, you know, you made a good point about football. I didn't. I guess I didn't really think of it that way, but uh, it seems like in in a lot of those sports, cheating's okay as long as you don't get caught. You know, whatever you need to do to get the edge yeah. is okay, but just don't get caught doing it. Well, it's like stealing signals in football, right? I mean, it's legal as long as you don't videotape, as the Patriots did. Mm. You you can't videotape the other sideline. And what in, in case you missed it, the Patriots were accused of videotaping the Jets' sideline signals because they play twice a year, and then going back once they had the film of the game and matching up what they saw on film with the signals so that they would then in future games against the Jets, they would have a guy sit in the box with binoculars, watch every signal going in and have a pretty good idea if the Jets didn't change their hand signals as to what was being called. But what did that cost them? What did they get fined? Belichick got fined, and I'm doing this off memory. Belichick got fined in... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Individually, uh, the team got fined. I think Belichick's fine was a half million. I think the team's fine was a million. I can't remember if they lost draft choices. I, I think they might have. Um, so not anything major, really. He's still They're still considered... The, the greatest football organization in the last 25 years uh, with Belichick at the helm. And in, in, in other sports, that guy would be completely disgraced and ran off. You wouldn't have him, you wouldn't have him participate anymore. He'd be gone. Well, you, you'd think so. We'll, we'll see what happens to the Houston uh, organization. Yeah, yeah, the Patriots also lost, lost their first-round selection in the 2008 draft. Right, so it was a draft choice. Was it a million for the Patriots and a half million for Belichick? It was a half a million for Belichick yep. and only 250000 for the Patriots team. 
It's not much. So, so a that, half million for the head coach and two fifty for the team, which certainly points the finger at Belichick from the NFL's perspective as to, as to who they think was behind it. Yeah, but you're right. I mean that that thing sort of, you know, it just sort of skated by, just went away, and you wonder how long they were doing things like that, and that's what I'm wondering about the Astros too. Well, this guy just talked about the 2017 season. Uh, you wonder have they been doing that? 18, 19, did they do it this year? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you wonder. You know, the, the inv- I, I don't know how, I guess you, you, you'll you talk to a number of people, um, try to get a deposition from them. You can't, I don't, I don't know that from a legal standpoint, you can put them under oath. I don't know that you can do that. But, man, I wouldn't want to be Rob Manfred right now. It's a story certainly worth following. 1025 is our time. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis, glad to have you with us. Mike Kliss, after the break, we'll talk a little Broncos football with you right here in KOA. Lewis, Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA, 8.50 a.m. and 94.1 FM. We're back at 10.38 on KOA. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis, Kathy's off this week, rejoins us on Monday. We talk with Mike Kliss uh, every week or so, sponsored by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. You can get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado and all Coloradans at cred.org. That is C-R-E-D. Dot org. Mike, uh, coming off a bye week, do people like you that cover the Broncos, do you get some downtime? Are you constantly looking for stories? What 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 did you do spending time in your bye week? Yeah, well, right now I got the bye week blues. <laughs> uh, it's kind of hard to get charged back up for uh, the three and six Broncos going to Minnesota, but, you know, we're doing it. I went home to my hometown in Oswego, Illinois. Oswego. And saw mom, mom and the siblings. And it was uh, not a, uh exciting trip, but a nice, relaxing one. Are they sending you uh, out to watch the Colin Kaepernick uh, tryout? Are you going to be the guy that's going to be out there reporting back to the Broncos? No. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos do send someone, but um, – if uh, for nothing else, appearance sake, but uh, I I will be uh, I'll be with you guys. That's while right. All that's right. going on, right? Yeah. Going to going to Minneapolis. So, um, but you know the the Broncos are really the last team that uh, expressed a desire in, uh, for Kaepernick and, and wanted Kaepernick. It wasn't the 49ers who tried to trade him prior to 2016 they hung on to him they had a bad year i think it was with chip kelly maybe yep in 2016 and uh but the broncos tried to trade for him after their super bowl year uh he didn't take a pay cut i understand that i'm not knocking kaepernick for not taking a pay cut from 14.3 to 7 million uh it was actually 11.9 to 7 million as far as full guarantee but still that's that's quite a haircut but you wonder if in the long term it would have uh worked out for all parties had they had the broncos wound up with kaepernick in 2016 but what what do you make of this thing on saturday that the nfl evidently has made the decision that they're going to uh, offer colin kaepernick a workout but it's going to be as you said saturday it's during the regular season. You know that coaches won't be there. I'm not even sure how many front office people will be there. What do you make of the entire process? 
Yeah, I've seen where some people think it's a publicity stunt and, and somehow related to the child uh, suit. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. And uh, the timing is. It's, um, you know, normally occur. It's, uh, you know, it. it, it and, it, and it's in the middle of the season. You would think that maybe this would have happened in June, July, May, before the draft in March. Or on a Tuesday. Uh, that, yeah. I mean, and for it to be on a Saturday, not a Tuesday, and and uh, mid-November mid uh, or so, and um, and not, uh, not in March when people actually reset their roster, uh, I don't. I don't know why the timing. That's what's perplexing. But I would say this: I'm, if Kaepernick wants to play, and um, you know, and and he is a talent, and you look at some of the backups that are out there, you know, I do think it's good that they're at least uh, nudging him out there, and um, and maybe a team uh, will take a look at him. It almost feels like the NFL kind of called this bluff the way that this came together so quickly out of the blue and it's on a Saturday during the season, as we already discussed. And, and like, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to call your bluff. And, and he has now put some demands on this workout and maybe he doesn't end up showing up. Maybe he backs out of it saying that, that the, the setting's just not right. The timing's not right for him. Is that, uh, yeah, his, his, he tweeted out, he sounded like he was ready. Um, that was yesterday. Has he uh, updated it today? I have not read his update well, today, the, but as of yesterday. The league, is suppo- the league is supposed to provide a list of team officials who will attend. Uh, that's what he wants. Uh, and he said he wants to make sure that there there's bosses on the premises, not just, uh, you know. People that can make decisions. Yes, decision makers there. Um, okay. And, and so I don't think. It's a sure thing he's going yet, just based on what I'm reading today. Um, although he does yeah, that, that would make he's it in difficult. Shape. That would make it difficult for the Broncos because, uh, you know, John Elway uh, invited Kaepernick to his house, and it didn't work out. Um, he's already met with Kaepernick, and I think Elway's already uh, made the decision um, that at the time, I think Elway walked away that, Kaepernick was more concerned about money uh, in himself than than um, than winning, which at the time the Broncos were coming off a Super Bowl championship, and if they got Kaepernick, I think you know there was a chance that this uh, that the Broncos' run could have continued. Uh, maybe that's not right uh, for Elway to think that, or or maybe that's not fair. But that's I think the conclusion that John Elway came away with in um, the spring of 2016 when he was trying to get him. Essentially, Kaepernick took money. Uh, the 49ers were terrible then, if you remember, and he was 1-10 in, in 2016. So he made his money, but he lost, and he could have been with the Broncos at less money with incentives that would have made that money back and won. And so I think Elway um, was basically turned off by that process. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't think Elway is going Elway's not going to go to Atlanta. I, I'm pretty sure he'll be on the plane to Minnesota. And 
you know, whether Matt, you know, if Matt Russell would be the next in line, as, but, but Kaepernick can't get a coach there. He can't get any coaches. Uh, you know, they're all locked down for games. Um, we'll have to see what, uh, you know, in, in the Broncos hierarchy, it's Elway and Fangio that make decisions, and neither one is going to be there. Mike, Mike Kliss is our guest. Broncos and the Vikings coming up Sunday in Minnesota. Last, uh, last thought uh, on this upcoming game and sort of where the Broncos are currently. What is your general feeling in terms of the temperature at UC Health Center? Uh, this team is three and six. I think most yeah. most people, most fans outside the building. I mean, I know how players and coaches think, but most people outside the building think, "Hey, you know what? That they're they're not going to be in the playoff race. This is a team that is going to struggle to get to probably six wins." I don't. I, I'm not saying that I think the players and coaches and organization feels that way. But what's the tipping point in your mind with respect to when the organization says, okay, this year's a wash. We're going to start taking a look at X number of players. And to add on to that question, when does Drew Locke sort of fit into that equation? Yeah, I don't know if it's one more loss, which is seven, you know, then, then you're not 10 and six anymore. And you're basically, you're, you're not in the playoffs maybe with the division. Um, you know, I, I think probably uh, the Broncos would have to, to win the next two games to keep Drew Locke on the IR for another week, uh, which would be, uh, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't activate him for the Chargers game. They would activate him against Texans, which is their deadline. But, uh, you know, I think they're going to, uh, you know, I think they got the whole bye week. Every team comes back from the bye week a little sluggish. The Broncos have, they started earlier than anybody in training camp. They had one more preseason game. They had one of the later buys. Uh, I I think it's going to be a little difficult for them to recharge, but I think they will. Uh, They they just got started. They had an extra practice to kind of, uh, you know, work off the cobwebs yesterday. Uh, they'll go at it a little harder today. I think Brandon Allen's going to get at least uh, two games minimum. Um, you know, if they go one and one, I think uh, Drew Locke will start asking questions if Drew Locke's going to play against the Chargers is the way it's kind of looking. And then once Drew Locke goes in, guys, then I think the team is going to realize, the players in the locker room, are going to realize this is about next year. You know, one way you could look at it uh, on the bright side, a team that started 0-4, instead of just tanking, they've won three out of the next five. So they're 3-2 and since the the 0-4 start. Yeah, the NFL doesn't tank. You know, when they – these players, um, first of all, it's hard to tank. It's such a physical game. You can't go out there and take it easy. Uh, you can, you can, if you're tanking, you rest guys. As long as you're playing guys, you have to play hard or you're going to get hurt. Um, that's one thing. And they tee it off, and these are all um, young, uh, competitive men. They Once they tee it off and they keep score, whether it's in the driveway or the backyard or, or the Super Bowl in the, in the playoffs, uh, you try to win the game. And... Um, yeah, there's that tanking doesn't work too well in the NFL. I haven't 
I've, I've you know I've heard it the last couple of years with the Broncos that and it doesn't never seems to work out that way. Even look at uh, all the one in seven teams uh, last week. Three of them won. It's just hard to tank in the NFL. Uh, everyone's too competitive, and everyone, frankly, is too close. There's not too much difference between. Uh, Put it this way: It's a thinner line than you think between one and seven and seven and one in the NFL. Yeah, just go ask the uh, New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons, right? Yeah, exactly. That was a and on the road. By the way, how does Evansville beat Kentucky at Rupp Arena? Well, I, 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 I mean, That's what John it, Calipari is asking gonna... himself this morning. <laughs> so, and and it seems like a lot of these big upsets this year have been happening by visiting teams. Someone's going to have to do a uh, study to see if uh, home field advantage is less than it used to be, regardless of what the 76ers uh, radio guy says about Denver's home field, home court advantage. Maybe there'll be but, uh, uh, one, another big upset on Sunday. Mike, we got to run. We'll look forward to seeing you later this week. See you guys. Yep. Thanks, Mike. That's Mike Kliss, brought to you by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. You can get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado. And all Coloradans at cred.org. That's C-R-E-D.org. Yeah, you, you drive yourself crazy when you look at this this season for the Denver Broncos. They've won three out of their last five that they're starting 0-4. And, and three games that they lost early uh, on, you know, last-minute, last-second field goals. I mean, when you look at it, you're like, wow, you know, you really could be have six wins right now or at least five wins right now. Yep. And it just it kind of breaks your heart when you when you think about that, but that's how it is in the NFL. Well, when you lose games that you should have won, that you you were in position to win if you just do one particular thing, whatever that thing might be, they just come back to haunt you. Because there's other games that either you're playing a team that's better than you are or you're playing a team on the road and you don't play very well. I mean, it's, it's kind of like this game Sunday. Do I give the Broncos a – Puncher's chance, I, yeah, I do, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't like their chances all that much. They're playing a team that I think, just the way they're built, is really tough to beat. And Minnesota this year has proven that they don't beat themselves. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the league in terms of uh, of turnover differential. They don't give the ball up. They've got a quarterback that understands, doesn't take a lot of chances with the ball. They're a top-five team in turnover margin. The Broncos are 23rd. So, I don't know. I mean, I I think this is a really tough one for the Broncos to win. Again, a puncher's chance. But this is a game that on the schedule you look at and say, okay, if you beat uh, Jacksonville and you beat Chicago at home and you should have won both those games, as you said, Rick, well, now all of a sudden you've got five wins and you've got four losses. So this game in Minnesota, if you lose, you're five and five. You're still in the still fray, in the game, right? right? You're still in the game. So they need to win a game they're not supposed to win. They need to win and maybe maybe, two. A, maybe a couple. Maybe two. And there's certainly these next two games coming up are, are games you looked at and thought, well, you know, these are probably losses on the road against two good teams. I mean, look at the four remaining road games, right? They go to Minnesota this Sunday. Next Sunday, they go to Buffalo. And the two remaining road games are in Houston and in Kansas City. They're not going to be favored in any of those four games. Nope. I mean, they're a 10.5-point underdog against Minnesota. They'll be, I think, in Buffalo, depending on if everybody's healthy, but probably five-point underdog or thereabouts. In Houston, if Deshaun Watson's still playing, 
probably a touchdown. And in Kansas City, they're probably going to be a touchdown or more. So, I mean, that to win one of those games is truly going to be an upset for the Broncos. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, they got they definitely have a tough schedule. Yep. And then when you gave up those games early, it, you kills just dug you. a deeper hole for yourself. Just kills you. Hey, by the way, next chance to win a thousand bucks coming up here in about six minutes, eleven o'clock. Just listen for Big Al to announce the winning keyword. It's big cash on KOA. Uh, when we come back the next hour, really going to be fun for Rick and me to uh, talk with Eddie Levert of the OJs. That's yeah, coming up about 11.30. Lifetime big fan. Yeah, man. Yeah, That's uh, I've never – have you ever had him on? Never. I've never interviewed him, no, but he is uh, – he's an icon in sure the is. R&B soul world and his voice very recognizable. Uh, I think he's on a, he's just a major, major icon. How, how old would business. Eddie Levert be now? Eddie, he's in his 70s. I would think he's, yeah, in his 70s. Hmm. He outlived his son. Yes. Gerald. Gerald. Uh, Gerald Levert, I think he died in his 40s. Millennial Grant just said 77. 77. Wow. Awesome. I, I just I just love his voice. I love so many of their songs. I'm I can't wait to talk to him. We're going to uh, dedicate the interview coming up at 1130. We'll have some uh, music, some OJ's music uh, coming up during the breaks when we return. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis, Kathy Lee back on Monday. This is KOA. Now, Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA, the voice of Colorado. I'm tempted just to lay out and let it go. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to Eddie Levert. All my years in radio, never mm-hmm. had a chance to interview him. Or Me neither. Him. Me neither. I, I would have thought you, I mean, I, I didn't do a FM rock show, but I would have thought you, you might have had a chance to talk because you've had a lot of really mm. cool mm-hmm. music people on. No, I think I had Walter on a while back. That was his uh, his partner in the group, the other lead singer in the OJs, but I don't think we've ever had Eddie on. Distinctive sound. I mean, Eddie Levert. You know, they uh, they went to Canton McKinley High School. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and they their first hit was in Cleveland, so... Uh, we'll talk to him about all of that. What so, year? What year was the first hit? They had a hit early, um, late '60s, in the '60s. Yeah. But it was just a regional hit, and then uh, they were thinking about getting out of the business in 1972, and they teamed up with Gamble and Huff. Read that, and then they they exploded with Backstabbers, and then one hit after another. Just a great run. And they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yep. So Eddie Levert. Of the OJs joins us at about eleven thirty or so. They have, they have I think we believe this to be true. They've got a new album, The Last Word. So we're, we'll talk with him about that. Just some of his uh, recollections, some of his memories about the OJs. Eleven oh eight. Welcome back. Final hour of the show on this Wednesday morning. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, Dragon Redbeard, and Millennial Grant. Kathy's off this week, out in Vegas, hopefully winning thousands. She'll rejoin us unless she hits the lotto. 
We expect her to rejoin us on Monday. Now, if she, you know, she hits something for 20 mil, maybe, maybe she doesn't show up on Monday. Yeah, but I think she's out there for the uh, the CMA Awards, the Country Music Awards. Yeah, but she told me she's going to gamble. Oh, she'll gamble, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's got a, a break from the baby and her husband. I think she's out there with a bunch of girls. I'm not sure Eric liked the way you termed that. Well, yeah, not like she needed a break from that's better, Eric. But it's better the baby. You know, it's got a young baby. That's well, two hard. babies, right? I mean, really, a really yeah, young baby, yeah. and then Easton six. Theoretically, two. Yep. Yeah, and then us, and two well, more right, babies. Right. She has to take care of us, like Grant does. So yeah, Grant's trying to pick up the slack since Kathy's not here. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's a full time job. Did you see this? Uh, Mike Cliss mentioned it. A sportscaster out of Philadelphia went on a Twitter rant saying that uh, there's an unfair and unreasonable home field advantage in Denver, that Denver pro teams should not be allowed to have home games because of the altitude. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it is an advantage. I think there's no doubt about that. I, I, I can tell you as a guy who grew up here and then – uh, the the overwhelming majority of my career spent in Cleveland. We came back, and matter of fact, we came back my rookie year to play the Broncos. Now I grew up here, played high school football here, college football here. I could not believe, and this was early. This was I think in September. Could not believe that I could not breathe when I got here. I mean, you have to. It's like. And I wasn't even a starter my rookie year. I'm playing all special teams. But it's like late in the first quarter before you can kind of get that that second breath. And even coming back as a starter two other times as a wide receiver, I mean, it's like it's like Dragon is seated on your chest until yeah. about the yeah. four-minute mark of the first quarter. Then you can ex- exhale and it's better. But it, it is a fact. Anybody who says – no, it's all in your head. No, it's not. It's true. Yeah, if I go on, well, uh, like last week, I'm on vacation at sea level. Just a week, and I come back, land at the airport, and walking through the DIA terminal, I can feel it. I'm Are like, you huffing and puffing? Oh, a little bit. Like, wow. But you did I've change. I've been the, gone a week. You did change the way you eat. I did. Right? Well, you yeah, told me. You, 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 I did eat a bunch of let's junk. Just, let's just come to grips with that. Yeah, I ate everything. That's all right. You got to do that on vacation. Right. But I maybe went overboard. I, I had a pancake Sunday morning, literally bigger than my head. It was bigger <laughs> than my head. But listen. And then I'm like, what I mean, am I doing? I mean, seriously, really? now, now that you and I, we're sort of on that program and we've lost 20 pounds or whatever. And, you know, you want to do it because you want to live longer, feel better. But when you have a chance to sit down and you look at that pancake, as you described, bigger than your head, don't you savor every it bite? It was delicious. But you know what else? I felt bad afterwards like I, I told my wife i said man i feel terrible yeah like my i had no energy well, carbs and sugar in blood your body. sugar was at the bottom and yeah and then then we land here and i i'm kind of huffing and puffing through the airport but that happens every time i leave for a week yeah you can feel it it's real like it is said, real it is real i don't know about banning sports i mean really Wait. no that's and, and and he's got a he used the hashtag ban denver hashtag ban denver in his Twitter rant. <laughs> and, he, and he lives in Philadelphia? Yeah, he was the Philadelphia 76ers. Right, this was after the Nuggets' big comeback in the yeah. fourth quarter against yeah. the Sixers yeah. last week. You know what I say? Get in better shape. If that's the issue, go run a few lines. 
I don't think it would make any difference what shape you're in. You you would have to train here uh, for a while to build up enough red blood cells to be able to deal with the altitude. See, that's I, a fact. That's science. That's science. Yeah, but but well, then why do teams come to Denver and beat the Broncos on a regular basis? The last, I mean, I well, I think it is better. I think but. it is more difficult. It is more difficult. But you got to find a way to fight through it. We were. I was. I couldn't breathe for. You know, at the first eight minutes of the game, but finally that second breath came. Then I was fine. So, I, I would tell the NBA guys, you know what, the coach, maybe you got to use a different substitution pattern. Yeah, I mean, you have to deal with it. But you know what, you, you guys get paid to deal with that. Yeah, and and I think the Denver teams, all of them except for maybe baseball, should really have some sort of up tempo game. That's how that Doug, should be their plan. Look at Doug Mo. Doug Mo. Great, great Doug, Doug Moe, I mean, that was his plan right from the jump. We get out and run, and we push the pace, yep. and you basically run teams into the ground. So, and, and you can do it here. And in hockey, I mean, hockey, you, you could do that too. Just go fast, quick line changes, really, really push the puck. Basketball, it's easy to do. Football, it's easy to do. Yep. Baseball, you can't really speed up baseball. Just stay in Philadelphia. It's all right. So okay is there – I can't think of another – city where they play pro sports that's higher than this. Salt, Salt Lake is close, right? Isn't Salt Lake close? Okay, well, yeah, it's true. They do have an NBA team. You're Salt right. Lake's about uh, 4,000 feet. So it's less so than it's here. So it's a little less than here. There's college teams, you know, in Flagstaff. and Is Flagstaff higher than Denver? 7,000 feet. Is it really? Yeah. And Flagstaff, uh, NAU has become one of those places where, in Flagstaff, where world-class um like marathon runners, now they move there, and they, that's where they train, they train and live. Sure. They train and live there for the sport. I mean, if you can train in, at 7,000 feet, imagine how good you'll feel and how fast you can run at sea level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. It's it's real. They used to tell us, we again, for two years that I played at the University of Colorado, we, we opened the season, the football season, playing Elish. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In Baton Rouge. And so it is, I mean, it is so hot. But the coaches did a good job preparing us, saying, listen, you guys are going to sweat. It's really hot and humid, but you're not going to be winded. You're not going to be tired. And you know what? It's exactly right. They still uh, you know, they still beat us. but Yeah, altitude sickness is real, too. And oh, yeah. You probably noticed when you have Flatlanders visit for a long weekend mm-hmm. uh, that they have problems with it. And almost everybody that comes here and visits and stays with me Complains about being tired. Yeah, and like if you've got any sort fatigued. of heart condition, you oh, can't. Yeah. I mean, my uncle has oh, heart yeah. condition. He and uh, my aunt live down in just outside of Dallas. They he can't come back anymore. Can't come here. I had an uncle that same thing from Detroit. He came here, visited once, and he was having a lot of trouble breathing here, and uh, he couldn't come back. That was mm-hmm. it. One visit. Sorry, I can't. I can't be there. So we get. You know, we're used to it, and I think I read somewhere where it's. Three months, it takes three months for your body to fully adapt, to build up enough red blood cells to deal with the lack of oxygen. 
and then you don't notice it anymore. Mm-hmm. But you certainly can't come in for a night or a weekend and and play here and not feel it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I wonder, and, and they do say, um, I've had a friend of mine who's a cardiologist that that said in conversation, it's much easier on a body, your body, to live at sea level than it is to live at this kind of altitude. You know, and you, when you grow up here and live here, you don't even, you really don't even think about that, right? I mean, it's just sort of, hey, this uh, love the weather, love everything. But it is, it is a challenge, I think, for your body to live full-time at this kind of elevation. Yeah, and even As higher. As you get older, I mean. Yeah, even higher when you, when you consider like Summit County. You know, to be an 80-year-old person and live at 7,500, 8,000 feet, yeah. I mean, that's going to be really difficult. Even when I first moved here, I would wake up in the middle of the night and just chug water because I was so much so more dry. dehydrated and dry. Yeah. No question about that. Yeah. Hey, 303-713-8585. we got a couple of people online. We'll get to you um, in just a moment. We've, we, we've got um, Eddie Levert coming up from the OJ's. At 11.35, we want you to certainly tune in for that. Anxious, Rick and I are both anxious to uh, to have him on and talk with him. Let's, in the meantime, head back to the phone lines to Denver. Lee joins us on KOA. Morning, Lee. How are you? Morning, guys. Doing great. How are you guys? Good, good. I, I just think that's, uh, you know, I think it's kind of ridiculous. Part of the, the fun of sports and watching the NFL and stuff growing up was people having to play in different adverse climates like green bay or you know people that don't have humidity going down and playing in the southeast and you know not used to that heat and that humidity and sweating everything out i just think it's part of the game i agree you know when you look at the nfl and look at some of these northern cities like detroit and minnesota that built dome stadiums why that's a that's an advantage for you as a home team when somebody comes in from a warmer weather city and they got to play in frigid temps and like you played in Cleveland, yeah, Dave, uh, yeah. with with you know, freezing rain and and sleet and snow and cold, why would you put a dome up? Fans, I mean that for the fans. To, to me, that's that's what uh, I th- I think it is. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Green Bay didn't do it, and, and no. kudos to them for not. I mean, there, there's something uh, Lee to me that is I don't even know what adjective would best describe it, but it's um, the NFL has an advantage in that regard, that there are plenty of teams. When you play football at any level, but in particular in the NFL, you know that you've got to not only deal with your opponent and all the things that come with that, but at times both teams have to deal with the weather conditions. They don't play inside. They don't play in a controlled environment. It might be, you know, windy. It might be really windy. It might be blowing snow sideways. I mean, there's all sorts of elements, and you know as an NFL player – Whatever it is, you got to find a way to deal with it, and I think that I think that's a pretty cool part of what the NFL is about. I agree. When we played in uh, Indy earlier this season, I didn't even know that that roof opened because I've never seen it open, and I was told by somebody from Indy that Peyton Manning never wanted to play in the game with the roof open. So, <laughs> so that's, that's it, the roof wasn't open. This much. never open. There's <laughs> yeah. a there's a statue of Peyton Manning <laughs> outside right. the stadium, and so that's how much he wanted to have the conditions controlled. So think about that. So then, when you go to Buffalo or you go to Green Bay and places like that, that really must affect him and other players like him. 
So why, why take away your home field advantage by putting a, a, a dome on your stadium? I guess I could see it for the fans. Yeah. But, but the fans in Green Bay, they take great pride in playing in, in games like that or sitting there in games like that. No doubt. And it happened this past weekend. I mean, they played yeah, Carolina, night. and it was nice to start the game. It was cold. And then all of a sudden, I mean, the TV cameras, it, it, it turned out to be really difficult conditions. Lee, thank you. We go next to where am I going? Jay and Castle Pines on KOA. Morning, Jay. Hey, guys. Um, I agree with that last caller 100%. But what I wanted to tell you is I built a dune buggy here in Colorado. You know, it had a bit of a hot rod. It was a Volkswagen engine. And I tow it down to Nevada and run it down there. And there was definitely a difference in mm. power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had some carbureted motorcycles. Same thing. I ride them around here. And there's just not a whole lot of, of power. But then I, I would, you know, ride the same motorcycle down in the desert, and it felt like a different motorcycle. Kind of like my golf swing. Your golf swing's better in the desert? Well, you know what? Just not a lot of hold, hold not a lot of power. <laughs> it's got you a know? lot of less hitches yeah, in little, it. Yeah, it's got plenty of hitches and not much power. <laughs> uh, Andrew Brighton joins us on KOA. What's up, Andrew? Hey, morning, guys. Morning. We're talking about the altitude and how it can affect your breathing. Um, I work for a medical oxygen company, um, delivering oxygen equipment to, you know, people of all ages, more so on the, the older end. Um, but I see quite a bit where people come in, uh, from Florida, they'll fly in to visit their family for a week and they can't breathe when they get here. And so we're delivering oxygen equipment to them to to keep them, keep them alive, basically. Um, and, and and some age doesn't really matter that much. Um, probably the worst case that I saw uh, was this family that flew in in the winter, uh, flew in from, I think it was Florida. It was somewhere near near sea level. They flew in. They drove right up to Summit County, right up to Breckenridge, and skied, I think, even that day. And their son, who was 18, football player, you know, in the sports and other things, and, and he got altitude sickness. And so, you know, they had to come down right away, even just down to the Denver area, but still at 5,000, you know, mile high, you know, still couldn't breathe. And, you know, we had to get oxygen equipment out to them to, to you know, keep them, keep them breathing. Hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, they see it all the time up there in the mountains, sure. the ski areas. Yeah. Uh, just before we take a time out, Roger joins us from the Springs on KOA. Hi, Roger. Hi, guys. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers are out here at the Air Force Academy this week training um, at our altitude of a little over 6,000. So against their game coming up uh, with the Chiefs before they have the game there in uh, hmm. Mexico City for Monday Night Football. So the Chargers are preparing for their Mexico City game. Yes. Out here, that's that's smart. Mm-hmm. How high is Mexico yeah. City? Is it eight thousand feet? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think it is at least that. Yeah, and it's supposedly it's some bad. of the dirtiest air in the world. Very, very polluted. Thank you, Roger. Um, Broncos played there one year. I'm trying to remember if I had trouble breathing. It's smoggy. It's yeah. like a big right. East Coast city for sure. Jim in Denver. Hello. Hello, Dave and Rick. How are you guys? Hey, today? Jim. Great. Good. Talk about this altitude and training, even from Denver to go higher here in Colorado. I uh, ran cross country and track in high school here in Denver, 
and then was training that summer to go to college and went to Gunnison, where it's a lot higher than here. I was training 100 miles a week during that summer. Great shape. Get up there. First workout I thought I hadn't ran in a year. It's just even in Colorado, there's a big difference. Yeah, hmm. When you get higher, sure. Yeah. Yeah, higher than Denver at 5280. Yeah, there's a lot of places in Colorado higher than that. Well, I mean, it tests you. I haven't been skiing for a while, but it tests you skiing, right? We've We've both gone up there and... Enjoyed uh, enjoyed the slopes. Um, it makes you feel like you went up there and you're out of shape because you're just huffing and puffing a little more than normal. I mentioned Flagstaff with world class marathon athletes living there and training there. The uh, NAU cross country team is winning national championships now for that very same reason. The kind of people that they're attracting to Flagstaff, which is a little over seven thousand feet, and it's a nice town, and it's a nice university. Yep. You know, so people want to be there anyway. And if you're that type of athlete, that's where you want to be. 11.25 on this Wednesday morning, Dave Logan and Rick Lewis. Eddie Levert from the OJs joins us in 10 minutes on KOA. This is Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA. 8.50 a.m. and 94.1 FM. We welcome you back to the show. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis. Kathy's off and rejoins us on Monday. Um, you and I, my friend, have had a chance to interview some, some really cool people in our, uh, in our careers, sports, celebrities, and the likes. But both of us are really looking forward to this. Eddie Levert from the OJs uh, is still going strong. And, uh, of course, if you, if you grew up like we did back in the late 60s, you grew up to stuff like this. The OJs were a big, big deal, continue to be a big deal, and we're really happy and honored that Eddie Levert of the OJs joins us. Eddie, it's Dave Logan and Rick Lewis here in Denver. Thanks for your time. How are you? How you doing, Dave, Rick? You know what? It's funny. It's it's funny you play that song because when they first released that song and the way we knew that we had a hit record, we were coming through Colorado, and it played on the radio. We didn't recognize it at first because it had all the strings and horns on it. But when it when it finally dawned on it, it was our record. And we were in Colorado. We knew we had a hit record. Yes. Wow. That's still one of my all-time favorite songs and, and probably my favorite OJ songs among all the hits that you guys had. And that's the first time I remember hearing about the OJs when that song came on the radio. And it, it, it's, it was an instant hit, I think. It, it was a smash hit, and it really put you guys on the map. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, I mean, I, I, it, this is just, uh, that's one of my favorite O.J. songs. It is my favorite O.J. song. Just the arrangement, just the way that it, it, we went about recording it. And like, step by step, it grew into a monster record. I mean, from the rhythm section to when we put our background vocals, when we put our speed vocals, and then when I heard it again in the middle of Colorado, in the middle of nowhere, uh, I, I knew it was a smash record. You, you know, the thing that, um, aside from really loving your music, but the thing that struck me about you, and I, I don't know if you were the first R&B group 
to do this, but you you guys, the three of you, when you would come out and perform at a concert or a venue of sorts, you you wore the same you wore the same outfit. Did did you always do that? And and were you were you the first R and B group to do that? And why did you do that? Uh, well, it, it 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 stems back from our days at the Apollo when you had such groups as. Uh... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Little Anthony and the Imperials, the vibrations, or when you, when you had the coasters or any of those groups of that nature, they, they all wore the same clothes. Mm. Uh, and and, and it, it's a tradition that we caught on to, and we kept, kept it up. By the way, the OJs have a new uh, album out called The Last Word. We're talking to Eddie Levert and Eddie, uh, my partner Dave, and I have been in this business for a long time, but both of us are so excited to get you on the radio. Yeah, big, big fans of yours. I'm a big fan of R&B music, and I think you have one of the most iconic R&B soul voices that's uh, ever been recorded uh, are you guys still uh, touring? Are you still performing? Uh, Absolutely. Okay, good. good. We've, been, we've been on tour for like the whole, it seemed like forever. <laughs> because we've been, we've been, we, 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 we just uh, came off a run that we did. Uh, we were in uh, New York. We were in Atlantic City. And then we went from Atlantic City to Jackson. So I just got home like maybe Sunday. And I'm um, getting ready to go again out of here uh, Saturday. We got to go down to uh, I think it's San Diego. Yeah. So so let let me ask you this: How, how did the? Because uh, I know you you were from Alabama, but you grew up, I believe, in Canton. Talk about the story. How, how did yes. the OJs come to be? We we were in uh, we were in high school at Canton McKinley High School, and uh, we were at semester exams. And that means you, you spend half a school and you do your exams and then you get out about 12 or 1 o'clock. So we happened to be walking down the hallway and, you know, like in those hallways, you get a good acoustic sound and it sounds like you're in an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. And so we're just grouped off for five of us, myself, Walt Williams, William Powell, Bill Owls, uh, Bobby Massey. And so we're just goofing off. And so we happened to hit some harmony, and it sounded really good. And we said, okay, man, let's start a group. And uh, we went on from there, man. You know, interesting, too, uh, You, your your partner, Walter Williams, who was there at the beginning with you, uh, you guys shared lead vocals on, on a lot of your hits. He, he's He's got a cool voice, too. It's a little different than yours, but it's a really cool voice and, and I, th- I think very recognizable when you hear it you know it's walter williams and when you hear yours you know hey that's eddie lavert yes uh, he, well walt, walt is the smooth guy he carries a lot of runs uh he does a lot of riffing with his voice uh, uh, but see i i got my style from a guy you might have heard of him his name was 
Mario Alonza, an opera singer, and I loved the way that he held the notes and he could hit these notes and hold them out until they just ripped your heart out. You know what I'm saying? So I, I decided I say, well, that's the style I'm going to, I'm going to make a style like that for R&B music, and uh, that that's the difference in me and Walt. Wow, I had never heard yeah. that story. You, yeah, you guys are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it had to be really special for you because I think uh, what was it about a month ago, maybe a little more than that, you were inducted into the Philadelphia Music Walk of Fame. What was that like for you? Oh man, that that to me it was it's up there with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, it might be even even just a little bit higher, just because of the fact that we recorded a lot of these songs in Philadelphia. And we spent a lot of time in Philly, and we made a lot of friends. And for them to accept us as part of their music scene, because their scene goes back to Fabian. Uh, uh, the, with the, with the, I, I can't name all the people mm. that come out of Philadelphia and the great music that they've done. But for us to be a part of that, and for us, for them to say that we're part of that music scene, I think that's thing yeah and you guys were at the forefront of what they called the sound of philadelphia the sound of philly with uh, with gamble and huff and and it cranked out a lot of hits along with other people like teddy pendergrass and others harold melvin and the blue notes and mm. uh but you guys as you mentioned earlier are from ohio and actually took your name yeah. from uh a dj was it a guy named eddie oj in cleveland eddie oj hmm. yeah he's on a radio station called WABQ, and the reason why he, we, we were going around different record companies, at that time they were calling us the mascots, and we really felt like uh, we didn't want to be a mascot. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so we got to Detroit, and they wanted to put out a record, but we didn't like our name at that time, and we couldn't come up with different. So Eddie Eddie OJ said, Well, okay, we'll call him the OJs for the time being and we'll and then when we think of something we'll change it. And uh, I guess we never thought of anything. How how did Motown miss out on you guys? Uh, well they, they, because Barry Barry at that time he wanted he wanted like fifty percent of everything. And Eddie <laughs> mm. Eddie OJ felt like that was too much and so we went around the corner and signed with his wife, uh, with his ex-wife. Her name was Peaches. And so that's when we got involved with uh, with Norman Whitfield and Edwin Starr and all of them. Eddie uh, LaVert, the OJs have a new album called The Last Word. And, and Eddie, my partner Dave Logan, played for the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. for 10 years. Uh, I don't know if you're a Browns fan or not, but he lived in Cleveland. and I, I enjoyed your music I when I was... Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I, I, I stay in Las Vegas, but I'm a diehard Cleveland Browns. There you go. And <laughs> we're having a whole year. And I, 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 don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. And I mean, we just, we just seem like we can't get it together, even though we got a great team and we got great personnel, but I don't understand what's happening. You know, we, we're fumbling, we're, we're doing all kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what? 
You've just yeah. ac- you just accurately <laughs> described the Browns for the last 20 years since they came back from uh, you know get, yeah. get the new franchise, right? I mean, so I know you feel my pain. I do. I know you have. If you, I mean, it is painful, man. I mean, you know, and <laughs> I thought Baker Mayfield was the answer, and I thought we, we were going to just get past all of that stuff. And um, I'm just hoping. Look. They're going to play the Steelers on Thursday. That's right, tomorrow. And we we beat them once, and and they're 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 coming into they they seem like they're getting their stuff together. Yep. So if I think I think if we can beat them this time, I think we'll be in a good place. And we beat the Ravens. That's if right. If we can beat them, we'll be in a good place because they got both of them teams are on the come up. They're coming. They're they're getting their stuff together. But uh, I still think we got a good team. I just think that we need to cut the mistakes. Too many mistakes. We should Eddie. have Eddie do football many. picks with us every week. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie'd be great <laughs> at it. Let me Seriously. tell you. And, and Eddie, I'll just say this before we say so long. Eddie Eddie represents what ninety five percent of all Cleveland Browns fans feel. You can't quite figure out what the hell's going on. You love the team, and if they can, and then before you know it, you've talked yourself into saying, "You know what? They're going to be fine by the end of the year. They're going to be in the playoffs." I know exactly how you feel, Eddie. It's terrible, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> you can feel it. Yeah, man. Eddie. Hey, we love you, Eddie. Uh-oh. Uh, sorry we got cut off, man. Eddie might have, you um, know what? I think the Cleveland Brown talk might have got him, got him so excited he hung up. Yeah, we love Eddie. Man, Lever. how cool was that? Yeah, that was a highlight for me, no doubt about it. I, I wish we had him in studio. I, I do too. I, I'd love to get a chance to meet him sometime. We should go see them if, they are, if they're ever playing anywhere I, close. It, it would be worth it. I think if you said, and you, you, you Rick, you, uh, in describing him, you, you called him iconic and his voice mm. iconic mm-hmm. that is so true if you thought about uh people that you could just hear even if you weren't a great fan and you could hear him or her sing and you would know immediately who that was i mean there'd probably be a handful but that guy with his sound would immediately pop into my mind Absolutely true, and, and uh, interesting about the the song "Backstabbers," which I told Dragon to play during the break, and he kind of gave me a little pushback on it. That uh, Eddie said that's his favorite OJ song. That is the that to me is the iconic OJ song, and Eddie Levert agreed. Dragon, so God, there were so many great OJ songs, though. What, what they, they do. do. <laughs> Yeah, and it takes you right back. How could you not like that? 1972 that came out, and it just kind of takes you back. It's it's the beauty of music. Yes. You know? It takes you right back to when you were that age, that kid. you And who you were hanging out with. Who you were hanging with. What you were doing. Oh, yeah. And this song, and both Eddie and Walter Williams share the vocals on this song. That was Walter right there. That's Eddie. That's Eddie. You, You can definitely tell them apart, too. Interesting that... What do you say, Mario Lanza? Yes, the opera I, I did not know that. What they do. See, but they, they could have me and you, two two white dudes in the back, and we'd have had what man. they doing all the time. Oh, I'd wear the same. We could all wear the same outfit and everything. I'd, I'd have the. Do a little stepping. Yeah, yeah, I could air drum. 
Uh, do you sure can air drum? What, what do they call that? Uh, uh, cowbell. The air cowbell? I could cowbell you it. Could air cowbell. No, I mean, I could do the real cowbell. I don't know if the OJs would want a cowbell in their deal. <laughs> Probably not. You know what I mean? Be like, who's the white dude in the back with Probably the cowbell? Not, but you could do the clap. What they do. Have yeah. you heard that song before, Millennial Grant? Yes. Okay. And you it just blows my mind getting able, being able to talk to people like that. Like, I had goosebumps during that interview because you got to think how many lives their music affected over the past no doubt. 40 years. No doubt. It's interesting you would say that. I didn't know if you'd even uh, had known about the OJs or certainly heard that song, but the fact that you said that, that just shows you what an impact they've had. Well, Millennial Grant has a bit of an old soul. I say that he in does. complete honesty. He's not, a, he's not the typical uh, 28-year-old. Yet I had to talk Dragon into playing Backstabbers for a bump song. He didn't want to do it. I'm like, come on, Dragon, just do it. Hey, Dragon, we've got about a minute left here before we got to sign off. Pick uh, pick another OJ song that you think Rick and I would like, and let's just sort of sit here and uh, enjoy that in the last 60 right seconds. I right at the top of my head that I think are there other. She used to be my girl. That would be one of my one, favorites. Darling, darling, baby. Love Train. Come on. Uh, love Train. More mainstream. Love Train got turned into a Coors commercial. So that's yes, where you probably heard With that. the big engine and the yeah. steam coming out. Uh, Coors, uh, I think it was Coors Light commercial. Yeah, love I love that. music. How about I love music? Remember I that one? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That was a big dance song back in the day. They used to play that in the club. Hmm. That was the Gemini days, by the way. Oh, that was that me. was the that, Gemini that, days. That, that okay, were, then. All those right. were the Gemini days. I, I see how you how you're uh, working yeah. here. Yep. Hey, that is. Uh, are you looking for another one, Dragon? I'm just sort of biding time. That is going to do it for us. Oh yes. There you go. I yes. love music. I could do the air congas. <laughs> there used to be a, like a, a nine-minute version of this that you, we played at the club. Get it on, 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 girl. That's going to do it for us. Yeah, I think Two white guys be. leaving with an overbite as we head to our car. <laughs> Thanks to Dragon Redbeard Grant, the millennial Grant. For Rick Lewis, I'm Dave Logan. Stay tuned. News next. Mandy Connell on KOA. See you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.